0: back to bubbles and banter it is currently monday august 26th i am not gonna lie it's 4 30 p.m on the dot i am sitting in bed i have been here for the past three hours i have no shame i have no regrets it's just one of those days where you need to work from bed and if you were here in cincinnati right now you would totally see my point it is disgusting out i'm hoping fall isn't here yet I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of conflicted. I love this rainy, dreary weather. Like, I'm currently looking out of my window right now. There's like a haze and a mist over the Ohio River. You can't really see any of the hills because it's so foggy and it's raining so hard. And there is something like nice and cozy about that. But on the other hand, I am such a warm weather girl. I live for spring and summer. I just, it's my favorite time of year. And I feel like I didn't experience summer at all this year. There were just a mix of like kind of some health things, being super busy and just not really having the time to enjoy summer like I usually do. So now that we're getting this little, hopefully just preview of fall and not like permanent fall right now, I don't know, I'm torn. Because I didn't sleep last night, Um, we were at a family dinner playing dominoes till maybe 10 p.m., which doesn't sound super late, but, you know, kind of late for a Sunday. And I was up till 2 a.m. Joe has been out of town for over a week now for work. And when he's in town, it's a mix of it's awesome that he's in town. Obviously, we're engaged. But in terms of like being on a routine I'm always torn because he is the most disciplined person that I've ever met in my life. I I go back and forth. I used to be a lot more disciplined. I feel like I've gotten worse as I've gotten older, which probably is not a good thing. And he goes to bed so early when he's here. And he gets up super early. And that's great. I do find that I go to bed earlier when he is in town. But there's some nights I just want to like decompress and watch tv on the couch we don't have a tv in our bedroom joe did not allow it i know in the long run it'll be a great thing but as somebody who grew up with a tv in her bedroom it has been a very hard transition the past year of living together and i know it's great i love it but there's nights that i struggle and i don't know where i'm going off this tangent but anyway i didn't sleep last night had an early morning real estate meeting rolled out of bed, did not shower, did the bare minimum makeup, don't think I ate breakfast, put on some clothes. It was pouring rain, went to said meeting and came back later today and had been working from bed ever since. And I I don't have any regrets. It's been pretty nice. I actually lit a fall candle Um, It smells like the epitome of fall. We have a little bit of cinnamon, some nutmeg, not really good at describing scents, so we are going to keep it at those two aromas, but it's been nice. Again, I'm torn because I said to my mom, because she's a fellow summer lover, probably more so than I am, and I love these like rainy, kind of hazy, foggy days. I think there's something really nice about it, and I kind of have been getting a lot of work done today, so... Sometimes when the weather is dreary, I kind of find that I get more done just because I can't really be outside. I'm just torn, like I keep saying. I This is just me repeating myself constantly. If we could have this like once a week, once every couple weeks, and have constant nice weather year-round with just some rainy days mixed in, that would be my dream. I don't know if there's a city where that exists. If any of you know of one, please let me know because I will be moving there immediately. In other news, I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but if you do and watch my stories, you probably know that my Instagram has been essentially locked for like the past five days. Don't know when it's going to be unlocked. Don't know if it'll ever actually be unlocked again. Let's hope it is. It's really weird. I've been getting the strangest message message on my account anytime I try to like somebody's post or leave a comment it says link not allowed so i supposedly have a shady link in my facebook and or instagram for my blog that is does not meet community standards for facebook and instagram if you don't know facebook owns instagram so your accounts if you link them up through email are tied together so i have a few different theories actually I have two theories. I have one that kind of supersedes being a theory, and I am kind of feeling more of a hunch that it is the real situation, and that is that somebody maliciously reported my account. I just, I just have a hunch. I just have a suspicion, and there's just been some weird things going on. And again, I don't want to be a negative Nancy. I don't want to be some paranoid freak coming up with these crazy conspiracy theories that the world is against me. But I just have this really strong inclination that this freezing of my account was by a physical person and not some glitch on Facebook's part. Because I know people have been having problems with their social media. I actually messaged somebody I know that kind of works in the social media world and is on this stuff like all day long and knows all the inner workings. And They said Facebook's been rolling out an anti-bullying feature, which I think is great because we do have a huge problem with people leaving the most hateful, terrible, troll comments on people's social media accounts. But on the flip side, they have been having a ton of issues apparently. And the more articles I'm looking up, the more people are having their accounts locked or frozen. I think some even have had their accounts deleted, which is so awful if you rely on this to make money or it's a business or you're promoting some type of services that you offer. You know, there's been people that are cleaning ladies or accountants or just somebody who has an Etsy shop. Apparently, they have like the craziest strict rules for Etsy shop owners. So if you're listening and have an Etsy shop, you are not allowed to have a link to that in your Instagram profile. So again, I don't have an Etsy shop. It's just the link to my blog that I've had on there for seven years, bobbles to bubblescom that is the most harmless website. I am the most modestly dressed 29-year-old woman that I know. Never done anything scandalous on there, despite the influx of foot fetish emails that I frequently get or emails from men across the world who have gingham fetishes, uh, all sorts of things. I, I've definitely gotten quite a few from, a, I guess, a certain man who has a gingham fetish over the years, which, you know... That might top the list of, in terms of weird fetishes, that that might take the cake. But anyway, I digress. My Instagram has been blocked and my Facebook for at least five days now. And I'm not some Instagram addict. I definitely spend way more time on my phone than I should, but... I have deleted Facebook and Twitter from my phone at the beginning of 2019. It was just something I decided I needed to do. I was spending so much time aimlessly scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and just doing nothing. I wasn't even posting. Like if you're going to be on these apps, at least be sharing some content or like contributing something and maybe grow your following or put some stuff out there. No, I wasn't doing any of that. I was just scrolling and scrolling and seeing what everybody else was doing or like, refreshing the Twitter trending page to see like what news and headlines were coming out because I'm a really weird news junkie and I need to know what's going on in the world at all times. And it was just becoming a huge time sucker. So, I actually deleted a lot of these platforms from my phone and I don't even check them now and it's been the best thing that I've ever done. I would love to at some point maybe do that with Instagram, but you know, I still somewhat like Instagram. I definitely have my qualms with it, but It does make me money. It's a business for me and and it's an outlet. It's a way to connect with friends and I've made so many friends through Instagram. So again, I'm constantly torn because there have been so many good things that Instagram has brought into my life that I would never have otherwise had these opportunities to meet people or work with awesome companies that I could only dream of in the past. So it's tough. For me though, I think it's just the fact that somebody... And again, I don't know this for sure. It's just a hunch. But that somebody would maliciously report my account. And this person that I talked to who I know works in the social media world like all day long, they said that people do this. And I've heard about it before, but I never in a million years thought somebody would do that to me. The second that I actually was blocked and got that message, I kind of like had this just inclination. And I actually kind of have an inclination of a person that it might be obviously not going to name any names or say anything because I don't want to be wrong like I don't want to you know put I would never put somebody on blast but again I don't know anything for certain just a hunch but my kind of suspicions were confirmed when I did text this person who does social media stuff and they said yeah like somebody could have maliciously just Reported your account like a competitor of yours. And that is so crazy to me. Like the fact that somebody would do that, just, I don't know. You have to be pretty unstable to (laughs) report somebody's Instagram account because they're a competitor of yours. But nothing surprises me in this world. So what can you do? It is really frustrating. Like I'm surprised I'm taking it so lightly right now. I guess I just hope that like nothing worse will happen. You can't reach anybody at Instagram or Facebook, which is just, so terrible to me. I've put in requests um, explaining my issue. You can't, they even said like, we actually won't respond to you. Like we might not see this, but we take your feedback into consideration. So I feel like I'm just blasting out this like well-crafted message into the abyss saying I'm innocent. I just post innocent fashion pictures. Please look at my website and you'll see immediately that I'm like harmless. But that's not happening. So Five days now, Um, yeah, it's pretty awful. And like, I, I luckily can still post on Instagram stories because not gonna lie, that's where I spend most of my time now. I don't really post as much on my static Instagram feed and I don't think a lot of other people do as much either. I think more and more, we just want to see realness and real people's lives. And that's how social media started. And we went through this weird pattern in the past few years where it became, so fake and so over the top and I think there was a brief period where people were aspiring to live these lives when they were seeing these perfectly edited pictures and travel spots and I think now I'm very happy I think we're kind of coming down off of that wave and we're wanting to just see things that are real because more and more people are on social media now people have kind of caught on to bloggers and influencers and they're kind of seeing that people might be portraying something that's not real. So I kind of like that consumers who aren't like bloggers or like influencers are seeing more things at a face value. Cause I think it is kind of hopefully going to bring some people off of their high horses and just make it more real. So that's why I think more and more people are spending time on Instagram stories. And I mean, I'm just grateful that Instagram hasn't blocked me there for whatever reason. I can post on my stories. I can comment on stories. I can view other people's stories. So honestly, that's where I spend most of the time on Instagram anyway. So maybe that's why I haven't been as upset as I probably should be. And fortunately, I haven't had any sponsored stuff right now. But, you know, if this keeps going on longer and longer, then yeah, I could be in trouble. And that's what is frustrating when somebody, if somebody reported me to try to maliciously mess with like your business and something that you've worked very hard over all these years building up. That's pretty pathetic to me. And, you know, again, not conspiracy theorist here, but I did post about a month ago on my Instagram stories. I kind of just had a moment one day where I just saw some things that really set me off and I posted some Instagram stories and I thought I worded it very well, typed it out. It wasn't even me physically speaking. I typed it out on an Instagram story And I thought it was pretty eloquent, just saying, look, I'm getting more and more tired of people cheating on Instagram and buying followers and likes, and it's all become so fake and so convoluted. And, you know, if you want to spot fake followers, here's what you can do. And look at their likes. If they get a shit ton of likes in a few minutes and that number doesn't move two days later, they probably bought their likes. If you actually click on who liked their picture and see that it's, hundreds and hundreds of accounts in Russian or Arabic or some foreign language. Um, That's pretty much a giveaway as well. We all get the creepy men who comment and like our pictures, unfortunately. I mean, I get a ton of that. I know other girls do as well. And, you know, in cases like that, you're not buying things. You can't control that. We might use a hashtag like to show off the new J crew shirt we're wearing. And there's creepy people or bots that troll some of these hashtags. So, that's different, but when somebody is knowingly just purchasing all of their quote-unquote influence, that's when I get so angry because a lot of these companies are not knowing or vetting the people that we're work- that they are working with, and that drives me absolutely crazy because a lot of people are touting, oh, we have this awesome software. We're vetting people. If you're buying followers, we can tell. And then I work with some of these companies and I'm on similar campaigns with people who are cheating. And I'm like, you're clearly not vetting people. I think they're just using that as like a threatening tactic, which I appreciate, but I think you should follow through and actually vet the people because you're wasting marketing money on fake quote unquote influencers. And if you can't tell with the air quotes, I don't like the word influence influencers, just not a fan. Um, Obviously, I guess some people would categorize me as an influencer, but I like to think of myself more as a blogger or a content creator. Um, I don't really want to put myself in that little corner of calling myself an influencer. And I think that term is kind of an insult to some people, especially ones who are working hard and working authentically to build up relationships and you know, put themselves through experiences where it's a learning curve and just growing with that, and not cheating their way to the top. So I posted that rant like a month ago. Again, I thought it was very like pretty calm. Never called a single person out. Um, you know, and I have I had multiple people in mind when I was writing that. I think we all kind of on our own. If you're a blogger or somebody who's on social media, you probably like have your suspicions up about some people who may or be are cheating or, you know, maybe doing some suspicious activities. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I have a very strong, I'm going to leave it at this, but I have a very strong hunch that that posting I did a month ago and those stories calling people out might have set somebody off and I will leave it at that. But it's just, it's such a shame It's really, it really is a shame. And again, it's not like I'm, you know, having withdrawals from Instagram. I'm not jonesing for some Instagram likes and some Instagram engagement. I mean, again, I spend less and less time on social media. And I think it's one of the best things I've ever done in recent years since we've had social media. But to just know that somebody would intentionally do this to try to jab and poke at you and get you in trouble and see what could happen, that to me is just, really despicable and I would never be able to do that to somebody and hopefully karma will catch up to them if somebody did this at some point because again I've had my account for so many years I've never been in trouble for anything I've never done anything like spammy or anything like that so I feel like I shouldn't be on Instagram or Facebook's radar at all I I feel like I shouldn't be flagged I feel like I'd be one of the last people to be flagged just because the ages of my accounts are both so old. I've probably had both accounts for like six years. I started them kind of right after I started my blog. So to me, I feel like that would hold some type of weight. And I don't know, again, just going back to that intuition, something's just telling me that somebody did this. So it's a shame. Hopefully none of you have ever been blocked. If you guys have any like suggestions of what I could do, please let me know because I'm kind of doing this alone right now. I've Googled a bunch of articles like turning off your Wi-Fi and deleting the app and all this stuff. None of it has worked. I deleted the link to my blog from my profile and it's still blocking me. So I just don't know. We'll see how long this holds up, but that's what's going on in my life right now. So there was some really exciting news that came out, I think Friday night, and it actually like made my whole night. I was so excited. I actually, I'm not gonna lie. This is a hundred percent a true story. I actually cried when I heard this news. Not like, not like shoulder shaking, like convulsive crying, but like eyes filled up with tears, maybe a little tear stream down one of my cheeks. Um, it was just like happy crying, kind of nostalgic crying. But Lizzie McGuire is coming back. I'm sure if you're a millennial woman listening to this, you already knew that because I think every One of my Instagram friends, including myself, shared Hillary Duff's Instagram story, announcing that Lizzie was, in fact, making a comeback. And just all the emotions came pouring back. I just had the creepiest smile on my face. Again, I was alone in my condo, but I could just, looking back and looking at myself, I know I had the creepiest smile and grin on my face. Just watching this news and watching like recap clips of um, Lizzie McGuire playing and just instantly transporting back to like my tweenage days, if you want to call it that. I am so excited. So it will be streaming exclusively on the new streaming platform for Disney, which is Disney Plus. And I don't know much about that. I knew Disney was getting like their own streaming service. I don't know how much it's going to cost or any of the logistics, but I mean, they're tempting me to sign up for Disney+. Plus. I'm sure a lot of other women are contemplating this as well because I love me some Lizzie McGuire. That show was just, I don't know, it was just one of those shows that kind of shaped you as a woman or a young woman. There was just something so special and magical about it. And I'm so glad that our generation got to experience a show like that because the world has changed so much since then. That was really before like cell phones were big, we sure as hell didn't have iPhones and like have like your whole life and a cell phone. And that was kind of the last like magical time before the world kind of shifted. And I just feel so grateful that we were able to have a show like that to have as an outlet and to kind of connect with somebody our age. There's just something really special about it. And I mean, Lizzie was like the most stylish person I've ever seen I feel like her fashion choices inspired me to like want to take more fashion risks and like put myself out there. Granted, I looked nothing like Hilary Duff. I was extremely awkward. I had thick hair. This might have been around the time too that I used to get um, caramel colored highlights. Yes, let's take a moment to envision my dark haired self and dark eyebrowed self with highlights that were blonde streaks going through every which way of my hair very unfortunate um there are some pictures floating around facebook or the internet from back in the day with said hairdo and it's it's painful to look at i'm not gonna lie but yeah i looked nothing like lizzie but i thought she was just like the cutest person ever i wanted to be a blonde my entire childhood and even probably when i was a teenager I just always had this fantasy of being a blonde girl with like blue eyes, blonde hair, blue eyes. You always want what you don't what you don't have. Of course, I have brown hair and green hazel eyes. And I'm so happy with it now, but like Lizzie McGuire was just one of those people that you like wanted to emulate in every which way. I wanted her hair color. I wanted her entire wardrobe. Like I just wanted her life. Like, especially going to private school my whole life. Like I'm so grateful. I was able to have a private school education. But like, again, this is a TV show, you guys, I'm aware. I sound like a lunatic right now, but just watching Lizzie like get to wear cute outfits to school every day, there was something so like appealing about that. Like, ooh, picking out a new outfit every single day and like wearing a cute hairstyle and like wearing some makeup and, you know, eating lunch in the fun cafeteria or eating lunch outside in the courtyard. There was just something about it. Like, I think you kind of always like, not that you don't not that you want what you don't have, but you fantasize about something that's so foreign to you. Even if it's a fake TV show on the Disney Channel. I just thought it her world was so cool and I wanted to be a part of it so badly. And I'm not going to lie, the second that this news came out, I immediately went to YouTube on my laptop and pulled up I can't wait by Hillary Duff. If you haven't heard it, it's one of Hillary's probably best songs. I'm not going to lie. It's It's very good work by Hilary Duff. And it's kind of one of those songs like, you know, Hilary had her really fun upbeat songs. This was like more nostalgic. It was more cute. It wasn't as like edgy as So Yesterday or Let the Rain Fall Down or Coming Clean, I should say. Wow, I'm really showing that I don't know as much as I should about Hilary Duff. But Coming Clean, it's not as deep. I Can't Wait is more... Still popish, but it's not as like deep and sultry as some of Hillary's other edgier songs. But there's just something about that song, probably because it came out when Lizzie McGuire was still on. And I think it was like all around the episode of when they were graduating and moving on to like the next chapter of school, which I believe was high school. I don't know. That song just hits me so hard. And <laughs> that's so pathetic to say. But I remember actually crying when that episode came out of Lizzie McGuire back in what, like maybe 2003, 2002. And I literally cried when that episode played and I can't wait was playing in the background of that episode. And I think Lizzie was trying to get Gordo's yearbook signed or there was some type of yearbook scenario that played out and it ended really cute. And then I can't wait was playing. I vividly remember crying while watching that episode after school coming home, eating your after school snack and catching up on your Disney channel shows. And still to this day, I feel like we've now come full circle because I cried again as a 29 year old woman hearing that Lizzie McGuire was coming back as a 30 year old woman in New York City. So that's where we're going to pick up with Lizzie when she comes back. It's perfect. Like, I, I don't think you can get a better scenario because I do believe that Lizzie McGuire was based in California when she was like, going through middle school and you know, that that's where their family was based. So picking up with her as like a 30 year old woman in New York. Perfect. I mean, it's, I'm really excited with where they're going to take this. I think they're going to do a really good job. I love too that Hillary is so excited. There's something about an actor, actress who played this character that like, sometimes they get back to into corner with like career wise. Some people kind of grow to resent or hate that character that ended up making them famous. You know, I'm sure some of the friends characters maybe feel that way. You know, you might see Lisa Kudrow and say, Oh, Phoebe. Like, I feel like you instantly think of her as Phoebe as being her name and not Lisa Kudrow. So I feel like I have heard stories of some of these actors or actresses getting just so resentful and like despising the character that made them so famous because it kind of backed them into a corner career wise. And obviously Hilary Duff hasn't had that. Like, I know she's on that show Younger, which I have got to watch. I have never watched it, and I feel like it would be such a show that's right up my alley. But, you know, she could have easily been bitchy about it and not wanting anything to do with it because there are reboots that happen, and maybe the main character who ended up having the most fame and success down the road, they don't want to tie themselves to it because they were able to break out of that mold and create a career for themselves beyond that character that defined them for so long. So I think the fact that Hilary Duff seems to be so excited about recreating this look and reprising her character... That makes me feel like really happy too, as cheesy as that sounds. I don't know. There's something that I really appreciate about that because I think maybe she realizes that so many girls grew up loving her show and connecting to her so much. And I just feel like she appreciates her fan base, which I really like. So thank you, Hilary Duff, for signing on to the reboot of Lizzie McGuire. I cannot wait to watch. And I hope you guys will be watching too. And then we can chat about what happens on each episode. In other news, since it's Monday as I'm recording this, Real Housewives of OC, Orange County, is going to be on tonight with a new episode. Or wait, now that I'm saying that, is it on on Tuesdays? I need to like get up on my Bravo schedule because I feel like Monday used to be a big Housewives night. And now that I'm actually saying that out loud, I feel like it's on on Tuesday and tonight is below deck. So I need to check on that. But in any case, how are we feeling about um, the OC season this year? i like many other people have absolutely hated orange county the past few years like it has been awful i was pretty surprised when gina and emily were both announced as coming back because i really liked emily and i always have to like pause for a second before i say gina and emily because am i the only one who thinks that Emily looks like a Gina and Gina looks like an Emily. There is just something about Emily. I'm like, you are a Gina. She looks like Gina from The Parent Trap. And it always confuses me. And Emily's, or no, see, I'm doing it right now. Gina, the blonde one from New York, she is younger and she totally looks like an Emily. Like, I just feel like I know so many Emily's my age. I don't know a lot of Emily's who are, you know, a little bit older and have like a bunch of kids like every Emily I know is like under 35 I don't think I know a single Emily above the age of 35 so I just feel like their names like I wish they would flip their names because I could remember them so much easier it is a constant battle even when I'm like talking about it with my mom or friends I have to catch myself because I'm calling Gina Emily and Emily Gina it is just the craziest thing but anyway I don't know. I'm kind of liking the season so far. I talked to my mom and she said she doesn't like it so far. Um, But again, we have not liked it for the past probably three or four seasons. I feel like it's been pretty dull the past few years. I know a lot of people are divided down the middle, but Vicky being demoted. I don't know. I don't really like it. And I know my mom is very against it as well. Like Vicky is the OG, There's something to be said about that. I mean, she is the queen of every Housewives franchise. I mean, it all started with OC back in the day. And if you were original OC watcher, then I feel like you remember and you have some nostalgia. And even if Vicky can be super annoying sometimes and she lied about the whole Brooks scandal, I mean, you have to give her some credit that like she is the OG of the OC. She is the OG of the Housewives franchise. So to just demote her... I don't know. It doesn't really make sense to me. And I do think it's kind of a slap in the face. So we'll see what happens. I mean, if they don't bring her back next season as a full-time housewife, then I think there is going to be some trouble brewing. I don't know if Vicky would want to stay around for a second season and just be a friend of a housewife. I think it is a really big slap in the face. I think I heard some rumblings that Kelly Dodd was behind it. I mean, which would not surprise me at all. Kelly, like... I have such mixed feelings about Kelly. I hated her with a passion when she first joined. Like it was probably unhealthy how much I thought she was just terrible. She was so mean and came in guns a blazing, which, you know, in hindsight, you probably have to do because you've probably watched housewives because if you're a woman living in America, chances are you've heard of the housewives or you probably watch housewives. So maybe if you come in with like your guard up and come in a little bit bitchier, then maybe they won't bully you as much because we all know that they like to bully the newbies every year. Some franchises are worse than others, but I feel like some of the OC ladies have been kind of harsh to new faces that join the OC. So I don't know. Kelly's first few seasons, she was kind of bitchy. She started to grow on me a little bit last season. I feel like she softened a little bit. Um, and that first or second season that she joined when they all went to, I believe it was Ireland and Heather Dubrow was just so awful to Kelly Dodd. I still have like trauma about that episode when they were on that bus and Heather's like, oh, she's having a mental episode. She's crazy. And they were all bullying her. That makes my heart hurt because as somebody who's been painfully bullied, Even if somebody's terrible and, you know, Kelly was kind of a bitch all season. Seeing somebody get picked on by every other person is so painful to watch. It makes my heart hurt. And I still really have terrible PTSD about that episode because I always really liked Heather Dubrow. And when I saw her doing that stuff, it kind of changed my opinion about her forever. I still like her and think she has a really cool, interesting life. I love watching her YouTube channel of all of her room reveals of her gorgeous house that looks like a hotel. But something changed my opinion that day when she was going off on Kelly and bullying her. But I digress. I'm really going off topic today. I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if Kelly had a hand in getting Vicky demoted. And I kind of wonder if that's why Tamara and Shannon aren't getting along with kelly right now because you know i've heard Tamara on podcast saying you know you'll see kelly and i being friendly all season but we're not talking now now filming's wrapped the season's wrapped we're not speaking i can't stand kelly dodd so part of me wonders if everybody finding out that vicky got demoted because vicky didn't i don't think find out that she got demoted until after the season was finished filming so i think everybody was pretty caught off guard and as far as i can tell right now shannon and tamra really like Vicky so I don't think they would have played a part in getting her demoted so I feel like this was all Kelly's doing it'll be so interesting to see how it plays out this season I am really liking it so far though I don't really know why because nothing feels too different right now but it kind of feels like they all knew that the show was getting really boring and I don't want fake drama I feel like they're all just kind of revamping themselves or digging into different ende- endeavors or adventures, and. It seems like they had become aware that it was getting a little bit stale and so far so good. I'm kind of enjoying it so far and I don't know. I really do like Emily brunette. Emily, I she's from Middletown, Ohio, which is like 45 minutes north of here. So maybe that's why I feel like a little bit of a connection to her. She seems super sweet. Her husband Shane is the biggest ass. I don't know how she's married to him. He's just so pretentious and so rude, and he does not appreciate her. And she's such a good, nice person. She seems like such a good mom. She seems like such a hard worker and just a really good friend and an overall nice person. And I just don't think Shane respects her, appreciates her at all. It's a very interesting situation. I think Kelly, oh gosh, I think Emily... I'm sorry, would thrive on her own if if they ever did get divorced. And I never wish divorce on anybody, but it does seem like they're going to have some marriage issues play out this year. And I think as you become a more seasoned housewife, you're maybe more okay with showing more of your life. You know, maybe she's becoming more okay with like showing, oh, look at my husband. He's kind of an ass. And maybe it gives them the confidence to go out on their own and do something. If she's unhappy in her marriage, then You know, she's building this platform for herself. So I really could see her thriving on her own and getting some good endorsement deals like Shannon or all these other women have. I mean, the OC ladies, I feel like they're one of the franchises who have the most like businesses going on, especially. I mean, I know Heather Dubrow isn't there anymore, but think of all the businesses and companies that her and Terry, her husband, started. So I don't I don't think Emily would be struggling at all if god forbid her marriage ended i think she could really thrive on her own and i see her really coming into her own on this season so far gina i know she is struggling with her marriage again i think as she's becoming more comfortable being on the show she's kind of revealing more about her marriage and everybody already knew that her husband had been cheating on her and i think it was nice that last year nobody kind of acknowledged that and they all kind of like pretended not to know or just went out of their way to not mention. It. I think that was really nice of them because that's kind of surprising. I feel like Tamara in the past and even some of the other women, they would have pounced on that so quickly and shared it on the show. So I thought it was nice that they kept that information to themselves. And I think that conversation with Gina and Emily talking about her husband cheating or having that other girlfriend, um, I think that was her way of just, putting it out there to the world and having an opportunity to tell the cameras and then tell us the viewer. I know we have Bronwyn, our newest housewife, and I'm still trying to get a feel for Bronwyn. I don't like change, so I always struggle a little bit when a new housewife comes on the scene. You know, I know Emily and Gina were brand new last year, so it's good to have a fresh face. I don't know if their intentions were to replace... Uh, Vicky with Bronwyn they don't seem super similar to me so I wasn't really sure of the correlation but she seems like a very nice woman I was shocked that she had so many kids and like she said she isn't Mormon or Catholic or any of you know anything super religious um, I was surprised that she had so many kids and just because she wanted to have a bunch of kids and I think that's awesome but Still trying to get a feel for her. She seems nice and harmless. I just, I think it's hard for new housewives. And I mean, I would be the exact way. So I'm not passing any sort of judgment. I would be so awkward if somebody was just filming me in my element with my family and I was pretending to be completely normal, like there wasn't a camera crew and producer standing five feet from me behind a camera. So again, I'm not judging at all. But I think when you are a brand new housewife or brand new on TV and you're just kind of thrust into this reality TV world. It probably is super hard to act like yourself and pretend that the cameras aren't there or like not constantly be thinking about, oh, what am I saying? How do I look right now? What am I doing? How's this going to look on camera? I think every new housewife, Bronwyn included, kind of has to deal with that and just kind of learn with time and kind of just keep filming Get through it. You get more comfortable as time goes on. But I do think new housewives kind of have that learning curve of like, okay, how do I pretend that the cameras aren't here and be myself? I think they do struggle being natural, which is totally understandable. So it'll be interesting to see as the season goes on, how Bronwyn kind of pans out, what her relationships are like with all the other women. I was so shocked that Shannon liked her so much on the first episode. I was like flabbergasted. I, I, couldn't believe it. I mean, we all know that Shannon hates every woman that comes onto the show, even though she was a newbie at one point too. It is very tough to crack Shannon Bedore. Shannon storms Bedore, I should say. So I don't know. I thought that was a good sign. If Shannon likes her, then she's probably a good person because if you pass a Shannon test, then you have something going for you. So excited to see how that pans out. Speaking of Bravo shows, I know Below Deck is on tonight. We have to be getting close to the season finale because I think the last charter is coming up. We all know Ben is coming back tonight. I am so excited. Yeah, it's been an interesting season. I kind of, I've always watched Below Deck Med. Um, I actually have come to prefer Below Deck Med to regular Below Deck, and it's kind of funny because Below Deck Med's a newer series of Below Deck. Below Deck was the original, so I never thought I would like this one, this newer version of it better, but I don't know. I've really enjoyed this season. Um, I like Hannah. I know she can be intense sometimes and it can be annoying, but I've grown to really like her and I really love Captain Sandy. She is just like the coolest person ever. There's just something about her that I really, really like. I love that she wants all of her people under her to succeed and learn. And she's just super awesome. I don't know. I could talk about Captain Sandy all day. She's just the coolest woman ever. I wish I could be half as cool as her. And then Joao. I don't know. Okay. I am such a sucker. I feel like I get, I feel like I'm pretty good at like weeding out bullshit and like fake people. But I feel like Joao might have pulled the wool over my eyes this year. Because the more and more podcasts I listen to, I listen to a ton of Bravo podcasts and People kind of are saying that like, oh, Joao knew how to be better on camera this year. And I mean, he's even been on some episodes and podcasts that I listened to. And he said, you know, I I got panned last year. People were not happy with me last year. So the more I hear that after the season has wrapped, now I'm like, oh, was that all an act? Because I'm not going to lie. This whole season, I'm like, oh my God, I hated Joao last year. I thought he was the biggest ass playing two different girls. And this season, he couldn't be more sweet and so thoughtful. And he is just keeping his head down and working. And I don't know now that everyone's like, oh, I think he was a lot more aware of the cameras or how he was perceived on TV. Now I'm like, oh, maybe that was all an act, but I really do like him this season. Hopefully he's changed for the better. And I don't know. I really, I've liked the other uh, cast members this season. Hannah's been pretty cool. June, 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 Hannah. I mean, how many t-shirts are we going to put that on? I mean, Bravo has a cash cow there and I'm pretty sure they're already milking the cash cow. Cause I think I've heard about some merch floating around the internet with June, Jun Hannah. And I mean, it's awesome. I, I was Instagram messaging with people last week during that episode and we were just saying Jun June Hannah. And I don't know. It just rolls off the tongue. It's a fun saying. It's, it shows that you're part of the Bravo fanhood I love it and what a harmless funny saying that just came from June never answering her radio. I mean, what is happening with June and her radio? Something is up with June. I I like her. She seems harmless. I think what it is, she seems aloof. She kind of seems like she's spacing out in her own world every day and I think she means well, but she just doesn't seem fully present on the boat. And We all know Hannah is a stickler. Hannah needs her stews below her to always be at her beck and call. And June is not living up to that. I just really hope that Colin ends up staying because I don't have the next three hours to talk about how much I love Colin, but I freaking love Colin. He is the sweetest person who has ever been placed on our TV screens in reality TV. He must be protected at all costs. I absolutely love him. I mean, to go home for June, when he's been such a hard little worker, I know he said he doesn't love the yachting life. He wants to be home in New York, eating his mom's homemade dishes, hanging out with his friends. I mean, how much more pure can you get? He is such a good person. And I think he likes June. And I know we all have our, you know, they all have their boat romances because they're all confined to this boat for a few months. But I don't see June and Colin being together as a couple off the boat. I think, I don't think their personalities mesh. I think, you know, they're both Americans. They're both nice, cute, fun people, but I just want Colin to make the best decision for himself because I don't know if June likes him back as much as he might like her, but I'm so excited to watch the episode tonight. I think it'll be fun having Ben back As someone who likes to cook a lot, I'm the furthest thing from like a professional chef, but I do cook a lot. I've taught myself a lot of different dishes and meals and I bake a lot too. So I can't even imagine like the stress that Anastasia was under cooking all those meals. I think she did get a little cocky. I think she was in a little bit over her head. So I mean, there's one episode left. We all know that they need to stir up some drama. So I'm sure they could have gotten through the last charter with Anastasia in the kitchen, but... We all know they need to produce a TV show at the same time. So on that note, I am so excited that Ben's coming back. I think it'll be fun because I've missed him. And yeah, I, don't, I know he has like a really thriving catering business. Um, but I feel like he always enjoyed being on TV. So I think this will be a fun little mix to end Below Deck. And I can't wait to watch tonight's episode. Well, guys, I think I'm going to call it a day now. I could keep going on and on, but I'm pretty hungry. Um, I mean, working from bed for five hours is pretty tiring and girls got to eat. So I think to celebrate me being alone until Thursday night when Joe gets back, I am going to make a homemade pizza and it takes an hour for the dough to rise. So I need to get on it because I am hungry. So Thanks for listening. Um, I promise I start want to start having guests on soon. I ordered another microphone and did tons and tons of research. Like, I kid you not, I probably researched microphones for like four months and finally pulled the trigger, ordered one on Amazon. It came. It's a really good microphone, but I unfortunately won't be able to kind of have the setup that I'm wanting to have, I don't think, with this microphone. I think it's too heavy. So I'm probably going to have to return it to Amazon, threw away all the packaging like a freaking newbie, and trying to figure out logistically how to get this back and find some new microphones now. So I swear I want to have guests on. I have such a long list of people that I want to chat with. And on, actually on that note, that just reminded me, I did film an, something with Marissa Gouda from The Real Real. And I'm sure all of you are familiar with the Real Real. It's an awesome luxury consignment company. And I went to her house last week and actually we recorded a video. We actually did two videos and I set up my microphone. Um, I only use my one mic that I always record myself with and the audio didn't come out perfectly, but I think I'm going to make it into a podcast episode too, because it's just really interesting. And what she does is really cool with the real, real. So I'm going to probably try to make that a podcast episode. So I do have my first interview. It might not be the greatest sound quality, but we'll see how it goes. If you have any guest ideas or topic ideas, definitely let me know. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.